on this episode of Buena Vista and Main Street. Gifty things, obviously. <laughs> A gift shop with gifts? Get out. <laughs> That's what makes them married, is the last name. They could be brother and sister. Not saying that they could. And make you wear pants and no shirts. <laughs> so keep your arms and legs inside the ride vehicle at all times. And here we go. Good afternoon, evening, morning, day. Disney After Sometime. Dark. Ooh, Disney After Dark. That's a totally different show. That's true. <laughs> I don't think we'd be involved in that. <laughs> Happy magical morning, afternoon, magical evening. Hope you're having a magical day. Yes. Um, so we're continuing on our virtual tour of the Magic Kingdoms or Disneyland, California, and Magic Kingdom in Disney World, Florida. And we were, last two episodes, we covered a bunch about Fantasyland. And then before that, we did Adventureland and Area, New Orleans, just all that fun side of the park. Um, we're going to cover some stuff in kind of Fantasyland and other information part three. Would you say part three? <laughs> it's part three with a little um, separate area thrown in as well. <laughs> a little bonus extra. Woohoo, yeah. <laughs> a little after the credits information. <laughs> That's right. That's what happens when Disney doesn't make their parks exactly carbon copies from one to the other to the other. It's true. They're not always in the same spot, and they're not always in the same place, and things are a little bit different. Yeah. So we thought we'd finish kind of talking about Disney World's Magic Kingdom, because there was a couple, kind of a section we kind of hit on. I don't know, I think it was not last episode, it was the episode before. Um, we were talking about the placement of Dumbo at uh, Disneyland. It's really easy to see. You go through the castle, you go around the... The carousel, and you see Dumbo. Disney World, it's a little bit off to the side. Because it used to be in the same, almost the same location. But that's when they did the expansion of Disney. They actually moved it. And they moved it for, you know, when it first happened. As a traditionalist, I was kind of upset. Okay? It happened when I was living in Florida. (sighs) It kind of, like, brought me down a little bit. Um, But they did it for two good reasons. A, they were expanding in that area, and B, they actually made it bigger at Disney World. So Dumbo at Disney World is actually two sets of Dumbo rides side-by-side uh, side of each other. So you get twice as many people through. Yeah. In- increase the throughput, you know, more riders per day. And they kind of stuck it in an area. So because Dumbo is more circus-themed, they put it in an area that's a little bit more circus-themed for Dumbo. So it's still fantasy. I feel like a circus is somewhat still fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Childlike. Um, So they stuck it there. Um, My favorite part of the new expansion is that it's this world... We talking about the fun interactive cues. So interactive cues that we talked about in 
Peter Pan and Winnie the Pooh and Haunted Mansion, all at Magic Kingdom, not at Disneyland. You're going to be sorely disappointed if you're looking for fun cues or lineups, if you're American. They've took out the option completely at Disney World of having, or at least they used to, I can't say post-COVID world what they're doing now, but they took out the idea of having a queue completely because um, you don't, there's no lineup. <laughs> Blows your mind every time. You can go and skip the lineup as I use air quotes and you can't see it. <laughs> um, the lineup if you want and just go on. But the premise is that you get a like a pager system. They give you a, a pager and then there's an, a section where you get to kind of indoor playground-ish for kids to explore and play with things and interact with things. And then when your buzzer goes off, your pager goes off, you can head to ride Dumbo. So it even kind of takes that not waiting in line thing one step further for kids. So they don't have to wait in line because Dumbo is that kid ride for that certain age group and adults alike. Yes. So, yeah. So it's a little bit different as Dumbo, as I said, but having two Dumbos, way more riders get through it way faster. Plus they wear these really cute costumes if you work there that are like, they'll have like coats with like longer tails and little shorts with stripes on them. They're super cute. That's all I remember. I remember that about, like distinctly when they first opened. They're like, those cute, those uniforms are super cute, those costumes. Not uniforms, costumes. You were jealous because of your... Uh costume from the canadian pavilion yeah the culottes are just not as you know cool as the tailor like the the jacket with tails on it it was red so it's like bright red like circusy with yellow buttons and blue white stripes super cute compared to our canadian pavilion garb which they changed since I was there, and it's even better. Shaking my head, no. That's what we call sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Um, also in that kind of circusy area, there's another big gift shop that has lots of gifty things. Of obviously, <laughs> a gift shop with gifts. Get out. <laughs> a lot of gifty things in that <laughs> gift shop. And it's just a big tent, is like a, like a big circus tent. They have what they call the relaxation station in this area too. It's kind of more of a like a, I don't want to say chill zone because it's not really a chill zone, but there's just some open space where kids can just be more kid like. There's kind of like a a splash park in the area too, so they can get a little bit wet, uh, play a little bit, and not be so confined so it's kind of a fun little children's zone as well and then um it does have uh the only fantasy land uh magic kingdom railway station so that's kind of a a neat thing too there's also a really cool pathway by the railway station to get to tomorrowland that i love we called it the secret pathway through when you because it's really quiet because nobody knows about it um by the train station to get to tomorrowland 
just for future knowledge is kind of cool there. And then there's just one other attraction in that center, that section, which is uh, Goofy's Barnstormer, which is a roller coaster. It's kind of like every kid's first uh, more extreme roller coaster. Like it's not, it's not Space Mountain. (laughs) What? Or the Matterhorn. What? It's, it is, uh, we wrote it. I remember squishing into it a couple of times. And literally, it's like built for kids. And yeah. it has one big drop and a couple of turns and nothing super exciting. But, and it's like a pretend plane. So it's got like propellers on the front because it's like he's flying. So that's there. So that's kind of the end of that section kind of in the corner of Fantasyland. So if you're at what you've just walked through the castle in Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom, this is what we're talking about. It's like at the far right. Keep going to the right, you're going to see it. So, yeah. Kind of ends that section. It just doesn't fit with Disneyland at all. Disneyland doesn't really have that section. Thought we should cover it separately. But Disneyland does have a section that does include a similar roller coaster. Yes, it does. Um, so in Di- in Disneyland, um, when you are walking um, towards um, It's a Small World, which if you remember on the last episode we were talking about It's a Small World and how in Disneyland it's kind of out of the way where you wouldn't really see that it was It's a Small World unless you knew that it was there and then you'd be like, oh, look, there's It's a Small World. I mean... Again, you would if you had a map, but I'm just saying, like, it's not really in fantasy land per se because of the size. They had to move it a little bit um, out of the way. Uh, but if you're walking over that way, um, you will uh, see that the path you're on it goes underneath the railroad track um, for the Disneyland Railroad. Um, and if you keep taking that path, you will end up in what is known as Toontown. Mickey's Toontown. Woo! Where all the Toon characters come to life. And gather as a town. Yes. Um, just just before we mention like, where Toontown is, I don't know if we mentioned it last episode when we were talking about Disneyland, but to across the way, kind of from It's a Small World, is the Fantasyland Theater. So they do some fun shows there. I know they used to. The Mickey Map show was amazing. Oh, yeah. It's amazing if you've ever never seen it. Fun characters and stuff. So, um, And that's where you can sometimes meet princesses. Yes, you can. Just... Just wanted to remind you that, that that's there and we didn't mention it. But anyways, back to Toontown. Mickey's Toontown. What can we say about Mickey's Toontown? In the same way that uh, Disney World has that circus area that's really geared toward kids being kids, sort of letting them go run around a little bit more freer and play a little bit more. Um, Mickey's Toontown is basically all like that. Um, so as you are um, walking around the town, um, I would use quotation marks, but you can't see them. 
Uh, there's lots of interaction that can happen, uh, especially right when you first walk in. There's to your right is Roger's Ra- Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. We'll talk about that in a second. But in that area, especially, there's lots of fun things to do. Like there's dynamite that you can blow up. Not really like you're not actually going to blow stuff up. But my kids still like to try to do that. And they're teenagers. So go figure. Um, But there's lots of different things like that that you can play with and go into. And it's kind of just a fun place uh, to hang out if you're a kid with some playhouses, uh, Goofy's Playhouse, where you can go inside Goofy's house and go down a slide, I believe. And Donald's house. I don't know what Donald's house has. Anyways, there's a house for every character. (laughs) Donald has a boat. A boat! He doesn't live in a house. Not a house, a boat. Donald is a duck, so he has to live on a boat. I mean, he does... It's fine. I was going to say he doesn't really need a boat because he's a duck. It's true. But let's not state the obvious. Um, He also doesn't wear pants, so... And Mickey wears pants and no shirt, so, we'll, you know, we'll just let it be. <laughs> oh, man. So many good character things. This is also Mickey and Minnie also live in Toontown. They are neighbors. They, even though, um, you know, they're uh, together, they still have separate houses, but they live right next door to each other. Just FYI. It's because they're not married. That's right. Mickey and Minnie are not married. Even though they share the last name of Mouse. <laughs> Sorry. I. For, for that reason only because that's what makes them married is the last name they could be brother and sister not saying that they could that would be even weirder actually that's giving me star wars a new hope vibes right there daisy duck and donald duck have the same last name also aren't married so i know Goofy's a dog and Pluto's a dog, but they're not the same at all. Also, Goofy can talk, but Pluto can't. So that's that's the big deal between the two. Goofy walks upright. Pluto walks on all fours. But you point out they can't talk. Well, I think that's important. I think yeah. I think that's a, like a really big distinction. I also think the fact that Goofy um, wears clothes and Pluto does not also also a distinction. Anyways, this is getting off topic. Um, you can see all of their houses here, though. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I was trying to get across. This is a great place to see all their houses. Um, you can see char- the characters as well. Uh, You can meet Mickey in his own house. Uh, You can meet Minnie in her own house and get some pictures taken. That was the first place that I ever met Mickey Mouse in person with my mom and my kids because Jen and my husband were doing something else. I don't even remember what you guys were doing. Probably riding a roller coaster. Yep, sounds about right. (laughs) And so we decided to go. We were bored. We were in Toontown. And we were like, um, let's stand in line and meet Mickey because I've never met Mickey before. So I got to meet Mickey. Um, He was in his sorcerer's robe, which was kind of fun. And that was the first time I met Mickey. I was super excited in the picture. I look super excited as if I'm like five. But that's that's fine. But you look super excited anytime you meet a character that you really love. You look like you're five. Like meeting Tigger? 
or Rafiki. Um, and the last time we went to my husband and I, when we were on our date night, because I said that we always do date nights, um, we stood in line to meet Mickey and Minnie when in Disneyland California Adventure, and they were dressed up in their like nineteen uh, twenties, thirties, like playtown kind of clothes, whatever. And I was so I was so excited to meet them both again, as if like I every time I'm like, oh, it's Mickey and Minnie, as if they're like some sort of superstars or something. They're big celebrities. Uh, but and I was wearing a Minnie Mouse shirt at that time too, so I was like, hey Minnie, I'm wearing you, and she was like, ah. And anyways, it was fun. You can meet characters and like interact with their houses is kind of is the key line as you're going through the house too. So you can interact and open doors and look at the fire burning in the fireplaces. And um, I know COVID because they're not meet and greet characters. They're still like hanging out at their houses. I kind of like it a little bit more when you can see Minnie Mouse standing on her front porch. I think that's kind of fun. But that's just me. Brings that cartoon to life. Like, that's what it does to me, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, Chip and Dale is also there as well. So, Chip and Dale yes. have a house together. They live in a tree, actually. The tree house. <laughs> because they're chipmunks. <laughs> yes, they live in a tree house. Just like Donald Duck lives in a boat because he's a duck. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, so this is where what is known as the Fab Five um, live. So the Fab Five being the five original characters being... It's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto are the Fab Five. Um, there's also a set of washrooms here in Toontown. It's at um, the Toon Treats right next to the Pluto's Doghouse, which serves hot dogs. Um, but there's a washroom there, too. It's also another quiet one because... Unless you're in Toontown, you don't know about it. Yeah. Toontown's popular, but it's not super popular because there's not a lot of attractions there. But there are two attractions. One we kind of hinted about um, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. I'll talk about that for a second. But before we talk about that, I'm just going to bring up, this is the other place that you can find a coaster, like the Barnstormer, which we talked about, which which was in Magic Kingdom. This is... uh, Gadget's Go co- Coaster is here. So it's the sa- almost the same layout. I want to say it's the same roller coaster. Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty close, yeah. It's gotta be... I'm looking. Hold on. I paused this moment to check up um, RCDB. If you don't know, that's the roller coaster database. Um, they tell me all the information about roller coasters. If you ever wanted to know anything about it... Gidget's Go's Coaster is a family one. It was built in 1993, if you really want to know. And it is a steel one. Sit down, Coaster. Uh, Walt Disney World. It is also Vacoma. It is the same creator. It's not the same layout, though. It is a standard. Just a mirror image. There are similar rides to each other. Similar attractions. Um, And the other one that we mentioned we'll actually talk about is the only one in existence in any Disney theme park, which is Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. And it's cartoon, two separate words, not cartoon as one word. Just because it makes sense. And in case you wanted to know, it's based on Roger Rabbit the movie. It's the only mad mention of Roger Rabbit in any Disney theme park. Just so you know. The word to uh, remember when you're thinking about this ride is spin. Spin. <laughs> um, so you ride around in a car 
uh, a taxi, actually. Um, but uh, there is a steering wheel uh, that turns. But when you turn the steering wheel, it makes the car spin around, which buyer beware um if you don't want to spin around very much i usually spend the whole time holding the steering wheel very tightly so that the car doesn't spin (laughs) so i get really good muscle workout on my arms if you want to go and spin yourself around though you are able to spin it as much as you want and is it indoor dark right so there are like set pieces and things to look at um within the ride kind of a story kind of a storyline to it yeah a little it's one of these rides that we ride once every time we were there i I do not remember if we we rode it last time i don't think we did i don't think we did either yeah i don't think jeff has ever been on it no the last time i would usually ride it with my mother um and the reason being i would hold the steering wheel (laughs) so that the car wouldn't spin (laughs) because neither of us wanted to spin around in this car ride the line to the queue line to get there is actually really fun to walk through you're like walking through um different different spots within like a factory and city themed and there's fun things to see and stuff so um if you do have to wait in line for a bit which you might have to uh it's fine it does get it seems to get a long queue at times it doesn't have a high throughput it's not a continuous loading um which other rides are, it's uh, one uh, kind of a one-on-go type ride. So it takes a little bit longer for it to it, so the throughput's not super high. Um, the queue line is very long. <laughs> the queue line is very long, yeah. And it sort of meanders about, so you're like weaving back and forth, and you're like, and you can't really see where the end of the line is until you're really close to the end of the line. So you'll be like, oh, we must be close to the end of the line yet, and then you weave around and you're like in some other room or looking at something else so the line does seem to be quite long yeah it's very long for for the ride i feel like maybe that's what it is you're like okay i'm going on like this ride that's okay it's not like great it's not like something to write home about or anything and you're like but here i am spending like all this time walking through this this really long queue and the payoff isn't great the payoff isn't great yeah the other line that's really long like that, I find, I was just thinking about it right now, is um, when you're going to ride Smuggler's Run. When you're going to ride Smuggler's Run, I find that line is really long too. But the only good the thing about that is the payoff at the end is really good. So you're like, I don't mind waiting in this line. <laughs> that's really long. Because in the end, I get to fly the Millennium Falcon. But in this one, the payoff at the end is not great. So it's not as good it's not right. as good that's right the payoff is like what we just did what for what yeah as i said roger robert is not a big known uh disney movie some people even forget it is a disney movie so it's not something that's remembered a lot yeah i always forget it's a disney movie almost every time <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah it's a disney movie but i it was really popular when we were growing up, by the way. Like, and that's the funny thing. Like, I remember growing up and all of our friends and stuff when it came out, we were all like, oh, we love Roger Rabbit. But now I think it was the right age when we we were the right age when it came out. It's, it is dated a little bit. It's showing some of its, you know. Yeah, just a little, you know. Just a little moment. So you're like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's there. I'm. 
Roger Rabbit being a cartoon, but not cartoon, real-life action-type crossover movie. So, like, if it does fit in line with Disney's thought processes when we're talking about um, crossover between Disney, like, cartoon, not cartoons like Mary Poppins or Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yes. Just the, I feel like some of the themes from that movie are not applicable to today. So that's the, that's the caveat, I suppose, to Roger Rabbit. If you've never seen it, recommend watching it at least once. I don't even, is it on Disney Plus? Yep, it is on Disney Plus. It came out in 1988. Yeah, so it's just, a, as I said, it's a good connection, not connection, a good, a good, like, animated live action, kind of going back to older Disney times. Just to finish up uh, Toontown, um, there is a little place in the center of Toontown um, that has uh, Pluto's Doghouse, D- Daisy's Diner, Clarabelle's, um, where you can get some food. And they have some outdoor tables and a little gazebo. Um, so you can sit and eat um, hot dogs, fries, milk from Clarabelle's. You get milk because she was a cow. Don't say mean things about Clarabelle. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying she was like, that's what, she, that's what type of animal she was. She wasn't a cow, but she was a cow. <laughs> I just had to throw that out uh, there for you. And there's also a couple of stores as well. Uh, if you need to do some shopping, um, they are also there. Um, and then again, there's all the houses and stuff that you can go walk around in, meet some characters, and uh, yeah, just enjoy Toontown. Woohoo! Toontown! So that brings us to the end, finally, of Fantasyland in uh, Magic Kingdom and that little extra spot in Disneyland called Toontown. Next week, we will move on to um, one of Jenny's favorite lands, which is Tomorrowland, because it has her favorite ride in it, um, which I won't tell you what it is. It's a surprise. (laughs) If you don't know me. It's the Nouveau Submarines! No, just kidding. It's not. Autotopia! Nope, not that either. So we'll do that next week. Finally moving on. That took a long time to get through Fantasyland, but it's a big spot. I was going to mention that Toontown is also at Tokyo Disneyland. Um, I have a very vivid recollection of being in Toontown at Disneyland in Tokyo um, Disneyland. And getting in line for food, because I was really hungry. It was lunchtime. I didn't know what to eat, but there was this long line up for a street, like a vendor. And I got in line for the vendor, got to the front of the line, realized it was pizza spring rolls. Only bought one and was very disappointed I only bought one. Should have bought two. Hmm, interesting. So good. But it had a really long line, and I'm like, well, I should eat it. I don't know what this is. I'm in Japan. We'll see what it is. And so good. They were so good. Vivid memory about that. But that's, like, one of my only really, really vivid memories that I think about when I talk about Disneyland in Tokyo. But there you go. They do have a Toontown there as well. If you have been watching us... Sorry, before we jump to Disney news... um, 
well, this is kind of Disney news, I guess, because we're plugging something completely different. But if you have been watching the Behind the Attractions series, um, you will now, by now, if you've watched them all, realize that Tokyo Disney wanted to have an exact replica of Disneyland from California, which I always think is hilarious. And they're like, no, no. We want it to be exactly like that one. And you're like, okay, so that doesn't happen very often. So I just thought that was, that's always such a fascinating piece of trivia about that. Yeah, we want it exactly the same. And then it's not at all. So you're like, oh, okay, exactly the same. But not. But but Haunted Mansion in a different location and Pirates of the Caribbean in a different location. And we'll call Adventureland... And Frontierland, Cowboy Land instead. And, but not. We'll get it same, same, but different, right? Um, yeah, Behind the Attractions, if you haven't watched it, still highly plugging in on our podcast. Super good. I have watched them all but one. So the problem is when a certain person in your life has not wa- ridden, ridden the Haunted Mansion, I cannot show him that until he writes it, because there's too many spoilers in that one. Absolutely. For sure. So, there you go. Um, In more Disney news, if you have been living under a rock, you may not have known that uh, Disney World released some information about their Star Wars Resort Hotel, where you can stay for two nights at a whopping sum of $6,000 and experience Star Wars like never before. So if you have that $6,000 US, by the way, just laying around, this is the Disney experience for you. It does include food. Yes. Just putting that out there. And admission for one day to uh, Disney World's, uh, to Hollywood Studios in Disney World, where Galaxy's Edge is located in Disney World. So you do get that. It is highly technologically advanced. It's supposed to be highly interactive. So I get it. It's like an experience. But um, for $6,000, I can uh, pay for half of a whole, uh, half of my time at Disney World without going to that one experience. So just price-wise, I think it's a little, a little steep unless you're really going for a good adventure. Also, I could pay for a cruise, a Disney cruise for that and like a good Disney cruise so I think I again priorities um if you're a huge Star Wars fan I can see you really wanting to do it but the price tag is a little steep for that as we been if if you haven't been online noticed any of the sarcasm or extreme people if you're local I could see that being a big draw or if you're from a country that isn't Canada or America and your dollar is stronger, let's say some of those great Brits or U- United Kingdom people whose pound is a little bit stronger than the US can be a little bit cheaper. I can see you guys loving it too. Um, I know they take longer vacations as well, so it gives them something else to do when they're there. But again, that's two days out of my vacation. I don't know if I want to give up for Star Wars too. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of money for two days. So um, probably not going to be planning a trip there anytime soon. But 
I can imagine what it would be like though, because we haven't talked about Galaxy's Edge or any of the rides in rides. They're not rides or any of the interactive experiences in uh, Galaxy's Edge yet. So if I picture that and then I picture a hotel and staying there for two nights and just transferring that experience into a hotel stay, like I can see why it would be really cool. Again, I just can't get over the price. I could dress up and pretend I'm doing that around my house. <laughs> not the same. I could dress like, up as a storm cool. as a storm. This is what I said to my family. I dress up as a stormtrooper and come into your room and tell you that we're you are the rebel spy and take you somewhere. Like um, it is a neat concept because it is a concept kind of that it, it's supposed to make you feel like you've caught. Um, aborted a ship and therefore you're in space and then there's going to you know it's going to be some sort of experience to get onto the ship so it makes you feel like it's different if you've done um rise of the resistance you would know that you know they do extra things and in it makes it special um i feel like i get that they're going to do something like that in this case as well but i don't know if it's uh, six thousand dollars worth so, and again, U.S. funds, not Canadian. So for us ca- Canadians, it's going to be more expensive. Like, I just, again, I can use that money and spend it doing an upgrade in a hotel, which I would enjoy longer, better. I, though as the way that Disney's going now, I feel like um, unless you're staying there, you're not going to be able to get into that resort. So... Yeah, I think you'll have to be staying there to be able to walk around because I don't think you'll be able to walk around because I think the whole thing will be uh, your experience will start as soon as you arrive, if you will. So um, so I get that. I get it. I get what they're trying to do. Um, they've had huge success with Galaxy's Edge, Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run. Like They've had huge success with all of that, launching that. Um, and so I get what they're trying to do. Uh, I just think it's a lot of money (laughs) for, for that. There, I think it's a lot of money for a lot of things that Disney's trying to do with Star Wars, as we've always, we've discussed in the past, uh, but you know, things like the droid making and this, the lightsaber, cool experiences, but the prices I feel I find hefty for what you're getting the other disney news that we're going to talk about in this episode um is the 50 uh 50th anniversary merch that all came out for uh disney world so disney world magic kingdom turns 50 in 50 days almost i think it's 50 and 50 days i think that's what i saw today or 50 we're close to the 50th day of it. Um, and they announced some new 50th anniversary merch. Um, if you've ever, have you seen the new um, campaign that they've posted for this as well, Amanda? I don't know if you have. With the castle and the like stardust and oh, yes. like, magic. Yes, dust. yes, yes. Beautiful like pictures there that I'm like, I just want those prints somewhere in my house because they're, they're pretty cool. They look like magic pixie dust around. Um, all the theme parks and special places. So that looks, I'm like, those are beautiful. Um, And then the merch is pretty awesome, though, I've seen. It's 
navy blue and then rainbowy holographic pinkies and blues and pretty colors. Um, I said I wanted it all. Is what I said to Amanda when we talked about it earlier. I wanted it all. Really, a mug or one of the drinking cups would just be fine. But I want it all. But in true Disney style, if you wanted any of it, you can just go on eBay and pay the higher price because everybody's buying it out to resell it on eBay. Right. Or on Facebook. I follow a couple people on Facebook that you can buy Disney merch from. So, Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's exciting for Disney news. I think that's all our big park news right now. Yeah, that's about it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, we will be back next time and we will move on to uh, Tomorrowland and talk all about the fun of Tomorrowland. Yay, Tomorrowland! <laughs> uh, if you would like to uh, follow us and keep up to date on when our next uh, episode comes out, uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Buena Vista and Main Street. Uh, we would love to uh, see you on there. Uh, send us a message. Uh, let us know what your favorite part of uh, Fantasyland is, since we just finished Fantasyland. Let us know if you think um, $6,000 is a good price to stay for two nights at the Star Wars Hotel. Love to know. Let's start a little debate. Just kidding. We don't have to start a debate. But I'm interested to see what you guys think of that. Um, Yeah, hit us up. We are always uh, up for uh, talking with our our followers and our fans. We are. So gather up all your personal belongings and please exit to the right and have a magical day.